Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I sincerely hope and pray that you are always be a good people for our Lord Jesus Christ. May God bless you and your workplace and also especially the covenant children. I am so much impressed with the Family Builder Ministry this morning. The reason why I love to come to this country is that, of course, it's a beautiful country, the Philippines. And especially, I love children. When I come to this country, I see many, many children, every corner and every street, gas station and children. They belong to God. They are God's covenant children. They are so precious. Don't worry about your children's future or their health or tuition for their education. Don't worry about that because they belong to our Lord Jesus Christ, and he will take care of your children. So, try to have as many children as you can. You don't have to worry about their, you know, them. He will, he will take care of the children. That's why I love to come to Philippines, beautiful country. And also, I do a lot of work to support SEF, Children's Evangelism Fellowship, located in uh, Antipolo. They do also a very good job for the children to bring the glorious gospel to his people. And also, I would like to give my thanks to Pastor Jojo, Baldo, and Leo, and all other pastors, also the elders of this church, for giving me the opportunity to bring the glorious gospel to you this morning. And he, Pastor Jojo and Leo, they are so humble. They have already the master degree and they are ordained the pastors, but they are so humble to want to study the word of God more deeply, especially from a reformed perspective. So I respect them. And also they are so good model for our students. Our Evangelia University has about 250 students from 16 different countries. 
Among them, 160 are from the overseas, foreign countries. They all want to be a good servant for the kingdom of God. We are so much proud of them and appreciate for their diligence to study at our Evangelia University. And especially Pastor Leo and Toto and uh, the Pastor Jojo from the Lighthouse Community Church Fellowship, they are model, model for our students. In this sense, I want to give my thanks this time to you. Thank you so much. And let me humbly ask Pastor Jojo's wife, please come forward and could you please read our text today, John. Here, let me open the word of God. Because I caught, caught a cold and I took a pill, so I feel a little bit dizzy and I don't feel good, you know, so this morning. So let me ask Joseph, Pastor Joseph's wife to open the Bible and read John chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Is it here? John 2. 1 to 12. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let me share the word of God with you this morning with a prayer. The topic, Christ as a wedding guest, based on the today's text. 
You all know this story, the wedding story at Ghana. At first glance, at first glance, it seems to be a simple wedding story that happened at the, at the, in the Ghana. However, if we took a close look, it becomes very much meaningful, overwhelmingly meaningful from a deformed historical perspective. We may raise a few questions we would like to know who the bride and bridegroom were. Because bride and bridegroom are the most important you know, people at the wedding. So we want to know the bride and bridegroom. Who were then? John, the Apostle John, however, does not even provide their name. When you read the text, you don't see the names of bride and bridegroom. We would wonder in vain what the bride looked like on this important day in her life. Usually we see when, when we celebrate and attend to celebrate the wedding, oh, the bride, oh, she's so beautiful and bridegroom, so handsome and so, right? But John, Apostle John doesn't pay any attention to her appearance. We would like to know so many other details. For example, what time of the year did they choose for their wedding? It's spring or summertime or an autumn, beautiful season, or winter. Was the Galilean landscape perhaps covered in spring flowers? And it's Tetra. It's many other details we'd love to know. Okay? In his historiography, however, John is, you know, the painter Rembrandt. What's the typical things when you see the, notice when you see the Rembrandt painter, the picture. Only the important things stand in foreground. The, the unimportant details are daily in the background. It's a characteristic of the paint, Rembrandt the paintings. What is the most important fact about this wedding at the Ghana? The most important, important thing is not the bride and bridegroom, the couple, but the wedding guest. The fact that Jesus was there as a wedding guest. Jesus began his public ministry 
at the Ghana. You know, his public ministry at the Ghana. It began now his ministry. We would thus expect it to typify his later ministry, the model, or just, you know, want to us to taste a little bit for his later ministry. And what happens? He changes water to wine for a couple of rural wedding guests who had in all, all probability already had quite enough to drink. Is this not an unnecessary luxury, we may think? Could he not, in all humility, rather have used his precious time better by healing one of the many sick, blind and paralyzed people, or feeding the hungry? You may think in it that way. Christ is clearly different. Brothers and sisters, in Christ, Christ is always different, and his gospel is different from our stereotyped ideas. We tend to link Christian faith with the serious, even the sad, instead of connection with the joyful and cheerful. We think that good Christian is always very serious. Look like no, no, no smile at all, especially when you worship at the church. Serious enough. We have the ties. Especially in a reformed church, they wear, you know, put on the, the head, okay? Especially for the ladies. When you're serious enough, it seems to be that he or she may be a good Christian. But you, if you smile, make a smile on your face, oh, so not a good Christian. You may think in a day, Christian faith is always very serious, earnest, sometimes very feel sorrow for thinking of his cross. So, Christ, in his first miracle, reproaches us for this. We are not the only ones to be surprised, however. Christ's first six disciples had been involved, invited to the wedding fest with him. Just disciples. And they were even more astonished. They had been disciples of John the Baptist. Who prepared John the Baptist, who prepared the way for Christ. You know, for John, the Apostle John, holiness and a life which would please God consisted of withdrawing from the world. 
Far from the towns and cities, he lived in isolation from the world on the edge of the desert. He had more than enough time for thought and reflection. Contrary to the usual ministry of religion, he did not seek out the people, but they came to him with the, their problems and their questions. People came to John. John did not try to outreach for the people. He did not know rich meals or good meals, samgyeopsal, and so on. For which, for when he was not fasting, he ate what? Locusts and wild honey. He did not know Jollibee or McDonald's. He stayed away from especially on wine, on principle. His preaching was like his life, serious expiatory preaching. Convert, lament your sins, or God's judgment will be upon you. That's the typical way of his preaching. I doubt whether any bridal couple would have considered inviting him, this serious bachelor, in his camel hair, the clothes, and leather belt to the wedding. And even if they had done it, John probably would not have come to wedding. People so gossiped and said, when you read Matthew chapter 11, verse 18, the people gossiped and said, because John did not want to eat and drink, he was possessed by the devil. That's what you see in the the Matthew chapter 11 and 18. The people cast in that way. John did this, however, because it fitted in with, with his commission and the message that he had received. The nation first had to mourn and convert themselves before they could celebrate about the Messiah. That's why his preaching was serious, and in that way, he preached. Because the country should convert first to celebrate coming the Messiah, coming of the Messiah. How different is Christ? We do not serve the Lord by withdrawing from life, but by changing life, transformation. The power of the gospel can change the, the culture. The gospel can change our hearts. 
John says that we forfeited everything through sin. Christ says that we can regain it all through his love. Eating and drinking and loving as such are not simple. There's also the teaching of the Apostle Paul. His teaching, eating, drinking, loving as such are not simple. These are gifts from God. It, if the followers of the John then ask Christ why he did, did not fast, he responds by asking, if you read verse 15, how can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? That was his response. We see the same in the little lone parable of Christ in Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 to 19, in which Christ compared his action with those of John. John's actions make us think of a funeral dirge, but Christ of a cheerful wedding song. John does not eat or drink, but Christ does. Our questioning has brought us somewhere. We can now begin to understand why Christ began his public ministry at the wedding and performed his first miracle there. Why? The answer in the first place lies in the fact that he was invited, of course. That's why he came. He was invited. If more people wanted to welcome Christ as a guest on their wedding day, there might be more hopes for happy marriage. No, brothers, sisters, if we invite him to our family life, we'll, he will make our family life with happy, joy, and cheerful. That is the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. He did not despise marriage as an institution but rather regarded it highly. The true reason why Christ attends this simple wedding is, however, clearly revealed in Scripture. He manifests his glory. He'd like to manifest his glory. We this song, we did sing the glory, show the glory, and so when you, okay, praise and worship. He manifests his glory. So, what could be meant by that? How does Christ manifest his glory? Christ's glory Glory of Christ, Christ's glory indicates what? His being elevated. 
Christ's glory indicates having majesty, dignity, greatness, and power indicates his being true God. John, earlier on in chapter 1, verse 14, speaks of God's glory, Christ's glory. John already speaks of the Christ glory. And here in the second chapter of the gospel, he describes how this glory visibly manifested itself for the first time. How does Christ manifest his glory? That's important in three ways. First, he manifests his glory by changing water into wine. Whoever meets Christ is always surprised. You know, in my ministry in, at the Evangelion University, I many times surprised, oh, you work in it this way. Oh, this is the way you work. Always surprised. You know, Christian faith, the life of Christian faith is like always surprise. Oh, and ah, ah, oh, oh, you are God. Oh, this way, you help us. Oh, this way, you treat me this way. How wonderful it is. So that's why we glorify his name. Christ makes us always surprised. Whoever meets Christ is always surprised, especially here at the Ghana too. We know that weddings were not one or two hours affairs in those days. I don't know the wedding culture in Philippines, but in Korea, when the bride and bridegroom have the wedding, it takes only about, you know, the, about 30 minutes, more than that. And then after the wedding, they eat galbi tang and go, run, go away. That's all. But here in Ghana, in Palestine, they easily, the weddings easily lasted seven days. And even longer, song, music, dance, I love to come to Philippines because the people are so musical. Music is in your blood. With your talent, music, you may praise our Lord and magnify his name. And all sorts of foods were plentiful. One thing, however, was very essential, and that was wine. You know, don't think wine is simple. Wine is God's gift. So we are love to drink wine, not many, <laughs> you know, cups. Because I'm easily turned, you know, red and so I can just a little bit. I, but I enjoy drinking wine. It's not the 
typical type of our Goshen denomination in Korea, you know. A wedding without wine, especially enough wine, would not be regarded as a proper wedding. When the wine does ran out at Ghana, the groom, the groom suffered no small embarrassment. It was not only a disgrace, it was a disaster because this would subdue or even dry up the festival spirit. And weeks, months later, the bridal couple would still have to contend with the malicious gossip about their feeble wedding. We can thus understand the Jesus mother Mary's worry well enough when she said to him quietly that they had no more wine. Mary is very worried, so maybe she, has a, she was related to the, to the family. Mary is now discussing with Jesus whether there is a way for him as the eldest son of Joseph to help the bridegroom. Since there is a big problem with this wedding party, why don't you get some wine with some extra money or whatever? Of course, Mary has a dim belief, very slight belief, that her son Jesus could do something. So in the fifth verse, Mary is telling the servant what? To do whatever he says to you. At this time, sorry, I caught <laughs> when I you know, fly always <clears throat> in an airplane, make me you know, catch cold. At this time, Jesus replied to his mother. In the fourth verse, when you uh, read the you know, text, when you, after worship, when you come back to your home, <clears throat> read this text you know, one more time. In the fourth verse, Dear woman, why do you involve me? My time has not yet come. The expression woman here is a common form of conversation and is not an inappropriate term for calling his mother. Jesus says that it is not the time yet to reveal as a Messiah. He will show himself as a Messiah gradually. Starting with this, starting with this wedding feast in Ghana, but no one knew that he was the Messiah from God, Mary could not fully understand Jesus' word, even though Mary was the Jesus' mother. His disciples, including Mary, knew that he was Messiah only after Jesus died on the cross, resurrected, and ascended to heaven. And then they understood that he was Messiah. He was Son of God. But at this time at the wedding, they did not know, did not know 
he is really Messiah. Anyway, with this miracle, Jesus saved the bridegroom from embarrassment and made the joyous occasion to continue. The wedding turned into a renewal of celebration. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, wherever Christ is, the most ordinary things, like water, can be changed into something great, wonderful, special, and delicious, like wine. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. What is remarkable is that Christ did not supply a few extra liter of wine, but wine in abundance. This is also typical of his work. When Moses, you know, the leader of Israelites who led the people from the Egypt, when Moses changed water into blood in Egypt, it was a sign of God's anger. When Christ changed water into wine at the Ghana, it was a sign of God's blessing. He gives freely of his mercy and blessings to those who trust and obey him. He came to us, after all, that we might live in plenty. That's why he told us to come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Amen. We could not expect anything else from our Savior. Wine had always in Israel carried the meaning of a symbol of the advent of the Messiah. A wonder wine, a wonder with wine, miracle with wine, would therefore reveal the verbiage as a messianic miracle. He could lead to a real shake-up in the strongly gelotic-oriented Galilee. Jesus reveals his glory even now, sometimes by shaking the whole world. This is the very history of the gospel. Gospel has a power. The power of the gospel you know, everyone, the member of the Lighthouse Christ Fellowship, the members, you are here because of the power of the gospel. How does Christ manifest his glory? Christ inverts, overturns the existing order and reveals his glory. This is the way. 
This miracle at the Ghana is a sign and therefore signifies something more profound. What it indicates we find in the surprised governors at the wedding. Said everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best still now. That's governor's his word. Here we see the essence of the gospel. In this short sentence of the governor, we see the essence of Christ's redemptive work is contained. His program for life indicated. It was customary to set out the best wine first and the inferior wine later because it was not unusual at all at Eastern weddings for the guests to become roaring drunk. It was a custom to serve the good vintage first and to keep indifferent wines later to dull the place. But Jesus didn't do in the same usual way. Christ is different. He provided quality wine later and made people to enjoy better wine later. Quality wine is old wine. This is something only Jesus can do. Jesus provides us with abundant supplies and, of course, quality. Therefore, Anyone who believes in Jesus Christ, who trusts him, can expect what is best in the, in the life of his or her. The, we can expect the, what is best in quality of his or her life as well. We may expect best quality of life that we can enjoy only through Jesus Christ. Quite unaware the governor of the wedding feast at the Ghana reveals he himself revealed the essence of history with his simple world. You know, brothers and sisters, the history of man began well. It began with wedding and Adam's nuptial song, Genesis, when you read Genesis you know, chapter 2, chapter 2 and verse 23. But it soon ends in disaster. That's uh, human history. Start Start with the, with the wedding, but because of the rebellious human sin, human fallen to sin, and with this gesture. Even seduces Adam, and Adam reproaches the Lord 
blames for the Lord for having given him such a wife. Why, Lord, this kind of wife to me? And then I committed, you know, disobeyed your law. We do always, human, you know, the husband always do that, that way. Me too. We always put our best foot forward at the beginning of the marriage. Then we are confront, confronted with disillusionment and degeneration. At first time you fall into your, you know, girlfriend and you have a wedding and later on, oh, this is not the lady that I dreamed. On your wedding you see the beautiful bride, you know, with the makeup. But uh, when she took a shower, the little was different ladies, I see. Christ, by assuming humanity, begins his first ministry in this corrupted state, in this misery, but he ends in glory and joyful things. The order of history for the fallen human being is from hope to despair. From joy to misery, that's typical history of human being, fallen human being. From light to darkness and life to death. But exactly the opposite, if Jesus comes in, the exact opposite things will happen. From despair to hope, misery to joy, darkness to light, especially from death to life, not only life but eternal life. This is the gospel. Because we are simple, fallen people, no areas of life can remain glorious and fresh. Christ alone can renew it daily, replace the old order by a new one. That's thing only Christ can do. That's why many leaders of the church, so-called church, sect, and heresy, they call themselves Jesus. In Korea, you know how, how many uh, Jesus, Jesus lives in Korea nowadays? <laughs> Sorry. When I read newspapers, just, just newspaper, daily newspaper, I knew that about 50 so-called himself or herself in Jesus. That's why he, they want to be Jesus. Jung Myung Seok and JMS and so. Praise the Lord, you have good pastor who doesn't claim himself as Jesus. He's good servant of Jesus Christ. That's why praise Lord and we respect him so much. Ghana stands like a beacon 
between the first paradise, you know, the Eden, and the second paradise, the new earth and new heaven, where everything would be renewed, when everything would be new. Revelation 12, 20, uh, 21, chapter, the, the verse 5, what crashes at this simple wedding is a premonition, a sign of his great renewal, everything. Man, earth, and heaven. When Christ comes, he will make new, renewal, tapanta, everything he will renew. Our wedding and our life, he will renew. You know, human history begins with the wedding at the at the at the the Eden, the garden, called the Garden of Peace. That's why you call. Garden, the peaceful garden, Eden. At Ghana, Christ gives a clear signs of his renewing work. But we have to know that Christ's renewing work is not simply given to us. It is not just a matter of being done. We usually think that Christ's redemptive work was only there. Christ was sacrificed on the cross that way. This is because our Lord, our Lord gave his precious blood and bought us for it. The wine which he poured so freely at Ghana was not only a sign of joy, but also a prophecy of suffering. Because of the cross, because of the, his precious blood, we will be able to sit at the table with our Lord and enjoy the great wedding feast of the Lamb on the new heaven and new earth. As written in Revelation chapter 19, verses from nine, 7 to 9. Then we can eat with Christ. We can drink the new wine of the kingdom of God with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why when you drink wine just a little bit, not too much, but always think, well, at this moment I drink wine with, my, with food, but I will drink new wine, implanted and good quality wine at the new heaven and earth with our Lord Jesus Christ. We anticipate the glorious day. That's why, why we pray, Maranatha, oh, Lord Jesus, come again. Come to us quickly. That's why we pray. For those bound to him, who trust in Jesus Christ, who are in his hands, those 
for those bound to him, live in his mighty hands, the end will always be more beautiful and glorious than the beginning. The last better than the first. Where Christ enters, the dirty water will be emptied from the basket, and they will be filled with good wine. The old dispensation is replaced by new. Before this, the, uh, the previous the slide, you saw the, the, the slides of uh, Pastor Jojo. When I prepared this sermon, I thought of him. Oh, he will deliver this message to, of Jesus Christ, who renew you know, our whole life. How does Christ manifest his glory? Third, how does Jesus Christ manifest his glory? Christ leads people to faith in him. That's ultimate purpose. Make them believe in Jesus Christ. Make them have, have faith in Jesus Christ. This is the third way in which Christ clearly manifests his glory, his divinity. He did not only all in his first place come to Ghana to save the groom from embarrassment through changing water into wine. He did this so that his disciples should believe in him. And his disciples are not only surprised, but they also believed in him. Perhaps one should say that their faith is strengthened because they have already heard from John who Christ is. When Christ called them, they believed in his word. And now their faith can be anchored through his miracle. Faith is the final deepest certitude for man's life. Now, this is very important. Why did Christ make these disciples to believe, strengthen his, their faith? To build his church on this foundation. It is our firm anchor, the faith. The, the miracle of our Lord at Ghana saved this the bridegroom from his trouble and also confirmed his disciples' faith and made them more and more united with the Lord. Be united with the Lord. Unity. Our Lord has built his glorious church 
On this foundation, this is important. This is the church. Jesus Christ, by his miracle, confirmed his disciples' faith and made them more and more united with the Lord. Our Lord has built his glorious church, the Lighthouse Community Church Fellowship was built on this faith. On the foundation of this firm foundation of faith and unity. Did you think about that? Have you ever thought about this? Don't think, you know, the church just a, any uh, one of the organization that you may see in the in in our society, like corporation or business, you know, the groups. No, church. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He shed His blessed, blessed, precious blood on the cross and both this church, His people, and gathered together, be united in this faith. So that's why we call this church. This is the, the lighthouse church. Now I'd like to conclude my message. We are all in trouble and misery in the journey of our, our life. Fallen human beings always are facing with many difficulties and sorrows. But when, remember, when the Lord comes in and intercedes in this moment of difficulty, even COVID pandemic, if Jesus Christ comes in and intercedes in this moment of difficulties, it turns into a moment of joy and blessing, praise the Lord. Amen. And he will ultimately strengthen our faith and even more. When our faith is strengthened, the glory of our Lord will be revealed. That's why we have to have courage to overcome the difficulties you are facing in your journey. Because that is the moment that Christ reveals his glory by strengthening our faith. A corrupted human life ends up with disappointment, defeat, frustration, the misery. No matter how good a start, beginning, it may be. But to those who believe in the Lord, who have performed the miracle at the wedding feast in Ghana, the Lord, he will always guide the end to be more beautiful, more blessed and glorious than the beginning. 
Amen. It is going to be better later than the beginning. And our Lord reveals his glory as we read in our text. He revealed his glory. That's why he did this miracle at the wedding Cana. And our Lord reveals his glory even today through the church. You have to remember that our Lord revealed his glory through the church. So don't despise the church. Always you have to serve the Lord in the church with your sincerity and with prayer. Then God will strengthen your faith and bless your life and your children and your family. He has built on the face of his disciples, he built his church on this firm foundation of faith and unity. The church is a place where the glory of the Lord dwells. Holy Spirit will be covered in this hall, in every corner of this building. He will be glorified. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, may our Lord bless you today that the quality wine of love will be given to you in plenty and have a strong faith in Jesus and enjoy a happy and blessed life. All God's people say, Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for your redemptive work for us. Thank you for making us a member of the church that you built on the foundation of faith and unity. Make us always a good servants for your kingdom and for your glorious gospel. Bless especially our pastors, Pastor Jojo and Leo and Toto and all the other pastors, so that they can be a good servant leaders to bring this glorious gospel to the people until you come again. Oh Lord, bless our members of Lighthouse Fellowship Church so that they may enjoy their life not isolation from the world, but in the world, not of the world, they can glorify and magnify your holy name only. We praise you. We love you. We adore you, O Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's appreciate the ministry of Reverend Kim to our community. Dr. Che, can you, can you also join us here? Palapakan natin si Dr. Che, mga kapatid. Dr. Che is uh, one of the ministry partners of uh, Dr. Kim. They travel together to bless the body of Christ. Would you be so kind and gracious to extend your hand?
to our Korean pastors. Father, we thank you for the life of our Korean friends. Thank you, Lord, that you have given them such a big heart for you and your people. That, Lord, they will cross the oceans. They will sacrifice of their time, talents, and treasures just so your children can be blessed. What a help they have given the church, the body of Christ. Lighthouse has been a recipient of your grace through these brothers of ours. So Lord, we can only pray that their lives be enriched in ways more than they can ever imagine. So that Lord, from the overflow of those blessings, they shall stand always in awe of everything that Jesus is in their lives. Bless the works of their hands, Lord. We pray for Reverend Kim as he leads Evangelia University, as he leads missions teams all over the world, as he becomes your conduit as always for the blessings of many lives. Strengthen him, O Lord. Dr. Che, Lord, belongs to you as well, that upon his sacrifices, he will always see the recompense of the Lord. Thank you, Father. To all, to you alone, be all praises and glory and honor. Lift up your hands, church. And may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make His face shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift His countenance towards all of you. May the Lord grant us His peace as we continue to enjoy the wedding banquet in the presence of the greatest wedding guest of all, our Lord Jesus Christ, the name above every name, unto whom all praises are due. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone will say, Amen. Next Sunday, I will commence a sermon series on experiencing God. See you next Sunday. Enjoy, have a good and godly week. Annyeonghaseyo! Kansamida!